Are you a Saskatchewan-based Métis entrepreneur looking to start or grow your business? Welcome to Make It Your Business with Victoria Gagné from the Clarence Campo Development Fund, a recognized and successful business resource dedicated to guiding and supporting Métis entrepreneurs on their path to success. With a focus on the Métis community, we share our story and our clients' stories about starting their businesses and how we support them from start to finish. We also deliver innovative financial and professional advice to help you start and run a successful business. Join Victoria and her guests and gain an understanding of the services, programs, and support available for you. This podcast is powered by Proudmouth. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to Make It Your Business with Victoria Gagne of CCDF. I'm telling you what, this is exciting. Victoria had her first podcast just a couple weeks ago, and Victoria's already bringing on guests. She is fired up and ready to go, and today she has Amber Richards on the show. Amber is the owner of Oxygen Yoga and Fitness here in Regina, and she began her journey of true entrepreneurship in 2018 and has a background in sales and sales management, community engagement, and customer service. Amber took her yoga-infused 200-hour yoga teaching training in 2018, teaches yoga and fitness, but also manages the day-to-day at her studio. This community is the core of her business and has become the foundation in which her business continues to grow and evolve. Amber believes that great leaders build leaders and that anything is possible if we just follow our joy. Victoria, how are you today? I'm good, Eric. That is fantastic. What a great intro to Amber. Thank you so much for bringing her on the show. How did you guys start working together? I've had the privilege of having Amber in my portfolio of clients at CCDF since I got started here. Amber, I think it's been three years. Or you just celebrated three years this fall of opening Oxygen Yoga and Fitness. You can correct me if I'm wrong there. So Amber actually opened her doors before I even started at CCDF. So she's been with me right since the start of my career at CCDF. And what I love about Amber is that a couple of months ago, I got an email. She released this community statement for her business. And part of that community statement were her commitment to her values, which were love, integrity, inclusivity, trust, connection, and magic. And I think she holds those values so well. And what I've grown to appreciate about Amber over the two and a half years of knowing her is how she holds that love and that grace, but also the strength that when she communicates with people, she's direct, but she holds space for that grace and that love. And that's something I really appreciate about Amber. And I've I've tried to emulate in my career since then, because I think she's so gifted at creating authentic community. So I just want to thank you, Amber, for coming on the show with us. Thank you for having me. And wow, my heart is full right now. What a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much. Oh, happy to. So I think before we get into some of these questions that I have for you in this conversation that we're going to have, which I love the end of that introduction that Eric read out with that great leaders build leaders and that anything is possible if we just follow our joy. I love that statement. And I think that's going to be the focus of a lot of our conversation. But before we get into that, or maybe this brings us into that conversation, but I'm just curious, how did you get started in business? Like what, what brought you to the point in terms of your history, your background to opening Oxygen Yoga and Fitness Regina South? 
Well, as Eric mentioned, I have a history in sales and sales marketing, community engagement, customer service, and what I really discovered through and always in, I've always been self-employed for the last 10 years and really passionate about working for myself, but also really developed a passion around working with people. And I I can easily say that I want to help people, but where I really found my passion and my desire to continue to work with people is when I would sit down with them. I would sit down with them, they would come into my office and we'd sit down, have a nice chat. And it's the moment when they start to share and open up and I can hold that space for people. As you mentioned, actually, it must be something that I naturally love to do because they would share and sometimes move to tears and sometimes we would laugh and in that moment in that connection that's where I really just fell in love with working with people and so that feeling that joy that that brings is what I'm seeking so that's what I follow when I say follow your joy it's not necessarily a thing or a person or one specific thing it's just that feeling sort of a frequency so once I started to follow my joy, it really ignited this desire to create something. And, you know, walking into an oxygen studio one day, I'm looking around, I'm going, wow, this place is amazing. And the community and the people and and the content and the classes. And I just fell in love. And being a Métis person, I always knew that I had access to some programs that are really unique and that would support someone in building a business such as, as Oxygen. And knowing that, I just I fell in love and I thought, I want to create this. I wanted to create my own community. And, and so I did. Yeah. I love that. And I just love that idea of follow your joy. I think it's something that resonates with so many people, whatever it is, whether it's entrepreneurship or a career is when you know, you know. And I think it's an exciting concept when people call our office, I think about, and they're thinking about starting a business and they're not really sure where to start. I think that idea of follow your joy, just intuitively tap into what it is you love and pursue that um, and build mm-hmm. a business, build a community around it is, is such a powerful idea. Thinking about the journey and thinking about this concept of following your joy, we all know there are highs and there are lows to entrepreneurship. And I'm just curious, Thinking about this concept to follow your joy, what do you do along the journey when there are moments where your joy isn't obvious or you can't find that joy? Have you experienced that along your journey and and what did you do? Well, I will tell you, it can get dark. There have been moments yeah. where there was no joy and I was seeking something, some clarity or whatever. There, there, there have been challenges for sure. And what I asked myself in those moments is like, what is this teaching me? And how can these challenges help me to be a better mother, a better friend, a better teacher or student? And I've always said that I love this business and I would never, I, I, I don't regret ever stepping into entrepreneurship. But if you laid out a map and showed me all of the challenges I would have had to face and endure in, in mm-hmm. this time, I would have ran for the hills, seriously. I would have underestimated my ability to handle any of it. 
But what I think is really beautiful about the way these things work, or the universe works really, is that nothing is presented to us that we can't handle. And it's presented in a way that allows us to grow and build confidence along the way so that we can move through those challenges with grace and be better next time. Yeah, so really, I think I welcome the challenges for sure. It, I find comfort in looking at why I'm doing what I'm doing and reminding myself that it is really about the connection to people and the community. And, you know, I, I've always said that I wanted oxygen Southside to be a safe place for people to land wherever you are in your journey, whether you're coming as a member or you're coming as somebody working with me on my team, it's a safe place to land, to explore who you are, what your joy is, what your fears are, and really move through all of that and navigate that from a place of peace. I just think there's so much wisdom in what you just said. And I think for so many entrepreneurs, it's that community piece that is so critical because as you've experienced there are those times where there are those lows and what you said about finding your why and it's the same thing where in those moments where you can't find your passion remember why you're doing it remember what gave you passion in the first place and hold Mm -hmm. on to that in the midst of those struggles and that's what I'm hearing from you and and for you it is that community and I think intentional I've seen you intentionally grow that community like I talked about at the start that community statement you sent out to all your members of oxygen yoga that was intentional it was hey, these are the values that our community is built upon. Let's walk this road together. Let's be a safe space for each other. Let's be inclusive. And I'm just curious for entrepreneurs who are out there listening to this podcast who don't feel that sense of community right now or don't have a natural community, or maybe it's just a Uh, you know, we go through seasons of that loneliness or those dark moments. And we talked about on this podcast, how we're going to get real and those moments do exist. And so I think that idea of calling people in is hopefully something entrepreneurs who are existing or thinking about entrepreneurship take away from this conversation. But along those lines also, is there, I'm wondering, is there any specific advice that you'd give to one of these entrepreneurs listening that doesn't have an existing support system because your community in your business is your customers. So really just start to, I would say, start to look at areas where you're strong. And of course, we want to celebrate those things, right? And work in those areas. And it feels really good and empowering to work in your strengths. But it's also important to start to look at, okay, you know, I'm strong here, but where am I maybe needing more support? And for me, it was in the realm of bookkeeping and educate, like extended education and business plan, networking, mentorship, funding, you know, I can't 
fund a whole business on my own. And so started to explore and look for people who might be able to support in those ways. And I will say CCDF has been a big part of my community, um, you, Victoria, and really the foundation of everything. Money is a big aspect for sure. But beyond that, there's been a ton of support in all of those areas I mentioned. The business plan was phenomenal. I went to, I think I've mentioned this to you before, but when I took the business plan to a bank, they said, you know, and they had dealt with a lot of Oxygen as a franchise and they had dealt with a lot of business plans along the way and with Oxygen Studios and said, if everybody's plan was like this, we would be, we would be in heaven. So great people to work with and then the continuing education and the networking opportunities it's been great so like I said just you guys have been great but just highlighting areas where you might need support and then starting to do your research from there Absolutely. And I think as CCDF, we try to build that community with you. And it's not just a transactional relationship, right? We're there along the Mm -hmm. way. But I think also is build those relationships. I know from experience that Amber has built exceptional relationships with a lot of the people who she works with on her business. And you need that trust. So do you have a key piece of advice for listeners who are trying to build those relationships with people how do you establish that trust how do you know who's the right people to fit your community on the operational side of your business well one thing i would say is to trust your instincts and your intuition because most times there is sort of a response in the body, a visceral response that you get when you're in the presence of another person. And of course, we want to check references and do our research and Better Business Bureau, all these things. But meeting face to face with somebody sitting down, having a conversation, asking them questions, do their core values align with yours? Because if they don't, this will present itself later on. So Mm -hmm. yes, doing your research, but really trust your instincts and your ability to navigate these relationships. And it's okay to say no. It's okay to say, I don't want to work with this person. I choose not to, because guess what? Later on, you will thank yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And I, I love that is that I think it's something you do so well. I talked about at the start is that firmness with the grace attached. But when it comes to your business, like you said, don't be afraid to walk away from something that just doesn't sit right. Because it's usually a lesson that you're going to have to end up learning later if you don't trust that intuition. And I think it's an important thing that sometimes people miss or silence within themselves is their intuition when it comes to business as well and who you want to work with. Let's bring it back a little bit more to you and your journey. And I'm just thinking along these lines of community, who are some of the people who have influenced you in your journey? Well, I will say there have been many people who have influenced me on my journey. And 
some of those people being members, members of my community who come and take classes with us, some being staff and some friends, but also family members. You know, I do come from a long line of, of men who have been very successful in business and they work so hard. You know, they've taught me work ethic and that working hard is important and that, that you can achieve good, th big things. But I've also learned on another note that that isn't sustainable. You know, it's a very masculine approach to business or to anything really. And it can be damaging to your health later on in your relationships. So, so I learned a lot just watching how they navigate lots of good things and lots of really insightful things. I do have a mentor as well. So I'm studying Ayurveda and I'm so passionate about Ayurveda and Katie Silcox is the teacher and the founder of Shakti School and she has been oh, just a wonderful influence for my own personal growth and my health and a lot of what I've learned through her is being filtered into how I connect with my members and how I connect with my staff and build my team and, and then continue to find that balance within. I think that's really important to have a mentor. Yeah. And you guys are a big part of, of the foundation of my business, right? As I mentioned, continuing to provide the relevant and current information about what's happening in the economy and types of programming that might be accessible either by the government or what you guys might be offering, I think has been just extremely valuable in my business. But yeah, I've had many people be influential. And for that, I am so grateful. I love the the way you approached this answer. It was a bit of a loaded question, especially uh, <laughs> as we talk about community and how many people influence you along the way. The conversation about how our families have influenced or how we watch other people approach business and how that can influence ourselves. But what you said about Katie being that mentor and helping you find balance, I think we see that because the best way to approach business is when you approach it, like I see with you authentically um, from your areas of strength and not trying to replicate someone or something else, which I think is so interesting for you having opened a franchise with Oxygen and creating your own community around the South Side. Because if people don't know, there are other Oxygen Yoga franchises in Regina. And so you watch Amber create this unique community amongst a greater community of Oxygen Yoga franchises. And that balance piece, I just think that I know at least in, I'm not an entrepreneur, but in my own journey, as I'm thinking back to the people who have influenced me as I asked you this question and how we try to emanate that. And at least for myself, I think it came from a place of insecurity at times where you come from a place of lack. And I think, I think you talked about that earlier where you not coming from this place of fear or lack, but recognizing your own power. And I think as entrepreneurs, as Métis people, we're capable of so much more than we think possible. As women, we're capable of more than we think possible. And I just appreciate the way you've tapped into that. 
what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. <clears throat> well, as a woman in business in this day and age, I do recognize that there is a need for us to move away from this push and grind and 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 then to balance that with the creative process of feminine what I would say is feminine energy. So being a man or a woman, you still have access to both of these energies. So a masculine energy, I would say is being a container, holding a container and sometimes moving with force or energy. And it's so important to be moving from a place of intention and purpose, you know, and the only way to get to that place of really knowing where you're going is to take the time. And so what that looks like, it's feminine energy, right? It's this place of creativity and desire and really exploring and receiving, right? So opening up to receive messages, gifts, people, all of these things start to come in from that place. And only then can we start to move with purpose. And so I think women do that really well and and men do too. I don't I'm not saying men don't have this ability yeah. to be creative, but there is a shift happening where we are moving away from thinking that we have to work so hard, like to the point where it's taking us down. There's a creative process that's necessary. And, and I think it's really beautiful if you can explore both aspects. As I'm hearing you describe this too, I'm just getting this. It, it's really interesting how this conversation comes full circle. You know, at the start, we talked about calling in your community and how really it's also what I'm picturing is calling in those things within yourself as well, is finding that energy, finding that balance and calling in your own strengths too, because it's, I think, easy to, when you're an entrepreneur, you're putting their, yourself out there. It's a vulnerable state but when you're able to call in your community as support like we talked about at the start and then call in those things within yourself your own unique powers your own unique abilities and strengths there's something powerful that really happens thank you so much for sharing those uh, pieces of wisdom and insight that you know i'm sure have developed over quite some time but hopefully what I'm hoping that people take away from this conversation and hoping you listeners take away from this conversation is some of those pieces that you can apply to your own journey whether that's an entrepreneurship or your career or whatever call in your community call in those strengths within yourself and don't ignore your own intuition is there any other is there anything specific you would like uh, listeners to take away from this conversation? I think one thing would say is to trust in the process. So if you are honoring the creative process by taking time and following, you know, following that, that frequency of joy and following the things that really light you up and you start to honor that, that creation process, we have to then trust right? There's a part of you that wants to control the outcome and to fix and make sure that it all ends up a certain way. And, and I think 
trusting and detaching from any idea of what your dream could possibly look like would be the best thing ever because we don't want to hinder what the magic can happen. We don't want to hinder that. We want to stay open to any possible outcome and yeah, and just let the magic happen. I think, of course, we're going to reach, we're going to experience challenges along the way, but they're only going to be there to help you, to prepare you for what it is that you asked for. So stay in the flow and yeah. That's great. I It's such an adaptive way to think about entrepreneurship too, I think, as we... Um, no, things can come up that you're not expecting. And so I think if you approach your business the way Amber's describing it, it keeps you adaptive. It keeps you open. And yeah, I just really appreciate the conversation we've had today, Amber. Thank you so much for taking time to to do this, but I'm not going to let you get off the hook without answering two more questions. We have a year the first guest, but we have two questions we want to ask every guest on this show because we want this podcast to be a, a space where we recognize the lows and get really real and vulnerable with our, our viewers, but also celebrate the highs and the successes. So I've got two questions for you here that, that are along those lines. So the first one is, what is one challenge you've experienced in business and how did you overcome it? I would say, I kind of just alluded to that in, you know, in, in my last comment. There have been challenges, many, along the way. And one of the biggest, I would say, is as we were in the stages of construction and demolition, we discovered that the studio wasn't zoned for a yoga studio. And I was... I think I cried for like three days, you know, I just was yeah. was shocked. And what does this mean? And what happens now? And I guess a part of me just always thought that this wasn't really meant for me and that it was something was going to take it away. And here it was, right? It was just, yeah, it was there. And, but what I discovered was that this challenge, what it required from me was that I needed to address City Hall. I needed to address the mayor. I had to speak I had to speak passionately about something I really wanted. And mm -hmm. I was so afraid. I was the most afraid that I've ever been, probably. And I think the reason I was so afraid was because it was it was actually a, a passion to speak and share from that place of of like true authenticity and and true desire, and so to be heard and held in that space it, it was challenging for sure, but it it set the stage. So we have to trust. You know, I think the biggest challenge wasn't necessarily the issue; it was my ability to trust that what is being presented to me is grooming me for the very thing that I signed up for, yeah. you know, this, the challenge really isn't these hurdles and these fires that we're putting out because that is part of the job. The challenge is just trusting that you can navigate it with grace. Absolutely. And so how, and just practice, just keep coming, keep throwing it at me <laughs> and we just get better. We just get better with practice. Yeah. And, yeah. 
And for those of you who don't, oh, sorry, go ahead, Amber. No, you go. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say, for those of you who don't know, when Amber talks about putting out fires, she's talking about literal fires. You had a, a fire that happened three months into your construction process, was it as well? Yes. Well, no, three months after, yeah, eight months went by that I had to sit on the property before we could get approval for zoning and then still the whole construction phase. And then once we opened our doors in 2018, it was September of 2018, in January, we had a fire. So one of the yoga panels, the infrared panels went just fluke, like it just lit up. (laughs) And so yoga was hot that day. And um yeah, and and again, it was just that moment of like something is trying to take this away from me, but really it it wasn't that. It was just teaching me that you know, how to navigate these situations. And really later on, that following summer, the first year in business is challenging and and there was an insurance claim and that money actually helped to support me that next summer. So I mean, we really just have to I mean, I would never wish that on anybody, but it worked out that way. And it was a blessing. And sometimes we just have to find gratitude in these challenges and trust that there's a much more beautiful outcome down the road. Right. Trust the journey. Mm -hmm. And... Speaking of that, let's get to the highs of this. What's one (laughs) success you've experienced on your entrepreneurial journey that we can be celebrating with you today? You know, I would say, and we, Eric mentioned this in my intro, is that I am very passionate about leadership and I feel like within the community that we've built, we're building little mini leaders, you know, everybody's stepping into a form of leadership, and maybe even just being an advocate and leading for their own health and well being. And and I really see our community as one body. And each individual person in that body is a cell and a really healthy cell. And so we've created what this community what I believe is a healthy functioning body of light and energy and love. And we're just our own little mini galaxy over at Southside. So I'm really proud. Yeah, I'm really proud and love my community. I love that. Going back to your bio where it says, great leaders build leaders. And I'm so excited to celebrate that success with you that you don't just say something, but you're you're living it and you're developing people. You're developing your community and you're following your joy. So I think that's so exciting and I hope it's something we can walk away celebrating with you, but also thinking about how we can apply those tenants to our own lives and our own entrepreneurial journeys. So thank you so much for sharing your experiences, for being vulnerable with us today and allowing other people to hopefully walk away learning from some of the things that that took you some time to learn and some of the things that you knew right from the get-go. So thank you so much, Amber. And thank you, Victoria, for having me. It's been a real pleasure, my dear. So now that this conversation is coming to a close, if people want to connect with you and be a part of this community that you've built, Amber, 
where can people find you and how can they connect to that community? Well, I will say that I would love to meet all of you. And you can find us in the south end of Regina at 3775 Pasqua Street. But also we are we have a very strong presence on Instagram. So follow at OYF Regina South. And uh, we do have a website as well, Oxygen Regina South. So yeah, we'd love to see, see you all there. And I highly encourage anyone, if you find yourself, if you live in Regina, take an oxygen class and see what this community is all about. Because I promise from the first time you walk into that door, you're going to experience that. And anyone traveling through Regina, take a class while you're there on the south side and see what we're talking about. Wow. This has been a great interview. Amber, thank you so much for spending time with us today. I'm so glad I got to be on this journey and and hear your story. Just the story of how you got started and how you found that that strength within yourself, I, I think was very moving. So I appreciate you being here and allowing me to be a part of it. Victoria, if somebody's listening to this in the audience and they're saying, you know what, I would love to follow what my dream is and what my passion is and, and more importantly, follow my joy and they want to reach out to you, how do they get a hold of you and your team? Please send us an email at info at clarencecampo.com. Alternatively, you can visit our website, clarencecampo.com and submit an inquiry form. You can put your business idea, just reference the podcast there. And then someone from our office can reach out directly to you that way as well. That's perfect. Amber, again, thank you so much for being here. Of course, Victoria, thank you for having Amber on the show. And our last thank you is reserved for you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Make It Your Business podcast with Victoria Gagne. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Victoria comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at CCDF, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Make It Your Business, the podcast that identifies market opportunities and provides Saskatchewan-based Métis entrepreneurs with innovative financing and business advice. Have questions about topics covered during the show? Visit www.clarencecampo.com. Email us at info at clarencecampo.com or give us a call at 306-657-4870. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the hosts and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Clarence Campo Development Fund. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor, accountant, or other qualified business service providers with any questions you may have regarding your individual situation.